Americans could learn a thing or two from the French people. Because let me tell you something. If Americans did that, we could bring this country to its knees in a day. Battle of the Bricks. Welcome back to the night show here at the Arculus Studio. My name is Blockchain Boy. We've got a lot of stuff to go over today, including uh, some crazy stuff coming out of Texas, gold-backed CBDC, including uh, BlackRock being stormed, and of course, Bitcoin pushing over 30K. We finally saw it. Guys, welcome to the show. What is going on, Blockchain Boy? What's going on, Joshua Jake? I knocked like over Joshua something. Jake, Joshua Jake knocked, <laughs> over something. Good. I knocked over the light. Uh, but yeah, a lot going on today, guys. Let's get that energy up here today. We got state, feds, bricks. Uh, this BlackRock stuff's been huge. Obviously, been seeing that. If you're on my TikTok channel, you would have been seeing that all over your For You page. Uh, but we're going to start off straight with the ugly politics, which is just what crypto has turned into. The entire crypto space is completely political. And if we really don't stand up as a community, as a Web3 community as together, uh, we're going to get completely railed, and uh, that is the optimism is uh, optimism I have for you guys today. Well, I mean, so. it's, just, it's interesting to see sort of uh, more stuff come out at the state level just as we were talking about it, which is Correct. crazy. Um, so shout out to Sam for, for really calling that. That was awesome, dude. Yeah, so I do want to start off with that because Sam did just go up to Tallahassee. Um, for you guys that don't know, Sam lives in his car. I live in a 20, <laughs> I know. 20, two, 2002 Honda Civic. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with that. None of you need to know what kind of car I drive. <laughs> his license plate number is zero, zero. No. So, uh, yeah, you're up in Tallahassee. Can you explain to the audience what you've been doing? Uh, what, you know, what's been occurring up there? Because you sent in a video. We really don't need to send that video in now. But yeah, so let's just look at the perspective. Feds aren't doing anything. Congress is stifled. So everything's going to happen at the state level. And we're going to see that. States, any law a state passes can be used as precedent in a lawsuit. Lawsuit can eventually make its way to either the state Supreme Court or even the federal Supreme Court, right? So what we do there matters. Other second thing to note is all the policies that we're passing when it comes to the state level, even though they're crypto related or Bitcoin digital asset related, they're tying back to issues that have gone back for a long time. So let's think of Arkansas just passed, I almost said Arkansas, Arkansas just passed a bill saying that Bitcoiners have a right to mine, right? A right to mine bill just simply stating that you can't discriminate against anyone who's doing Bitcoin mining. You have to treat them like a regular business. Why is this interesting? If you start regulating Bitcoin mining, what are you regulating? You're regulating what you plug into your outlet, right? I guess they can't see the outlet right there. Uh, but what you're plugging into an outlet. So that's a backdoor to what else can they regulate that you're plugging into your outlet? Can you literally say, okay, these lights that we have shining on us don't meet certain requirements and they can say, well, we're going to sue the light manufacturer because we have precedent saying that, well, actually we can control what you plug into your outlet because we've limited what you can mine through Bitcoin. You know what I mean? So right to mine bills are incredibly important for the industry. Bitcoin mining is the backbone of Bitcoin. But it's not just about Bitcoin, it's about rights in general. And again, we see that common theme with the Restrict Act. Correct. And if, I'm, well, if I'm not uh, wrong on this, Satoshi Action Fund was a part of this, correct? Yes. So Dennis Porter, who, who's he's been traveling all over the country because his specific niche is heavily focused on Bitcoin mining. And so Arkansas was a huge win for them while they're actually fighting off some bad legislation in Texas that's apparently discriminatory against Bitcoin miners. Surprising coming from Texas, which is one of the capitals for it. But the other thing coming out of Texas, yeah. once again, is they're trying to produce a bill that allows for gold-backed dollars, essentially. So uh, Wyoming kind came of out based, with a, Kind of based? Kind of. So what you're seeing is, what are we going to do if the U.S. dollar fails? Okay, do I think that's going to happen? No. 
But what do we do? We want to be prepared, right? So Wyoming came out with a bill stating that they were going to issue their own stable coin, and that's in the works. What's the stable coin based that off? That must of? be backed by farmland and, she- and sheep Actually, and bison. bison. Could be, yeah, nice. could be, That'll right? Be but with with Texas, <laughs> he didn't let me finish the joke. Yeah. Oh, what was the actual? No, I just said bison at the same time as him. But you know, sorry, keep going, keep going. Well, so with Texas, they're looking at well, what if we just go back and what if we just say we're going to issue a Texas type stable coin that's one for one for whatever the value of gold is. Bitcoiners being who they are, are like, no, we hate this. It has to be Bitcoin. It has to be Bitcoin. Can't be gold. The goal is if you even do this with gold, which is something that everybody understands and feels safe with, so it won't even be that hard of a bill to push through, what is gold? It's a commodity. What is Bitcoin? A commodity. So if you can do it with gold and get it through that avenue, it's going to be a lot easier to say, hey, why don't we also have a Texas stablecoin maybe backed by Bitcoin or backed by some other cryptocurrency? You know what I mean? So that's backdoor yeah. that way as well. Well, and then they're just going to play because this was uh, Marjorie Green Taylor, right? That is out of about. Georgia. Yeah. So she was pushing for that too, right? So yes. now there's one in Texas as well. Yes. And so now bringing back to Florida, why I was going to Tallahassee. So I was meeting with a lot of people just um, kind of assuaging any fears about the anti CBDC legislation that we have here in Florida. Probably going to be going back up to Tallahassee next week to talk to some more politicians. It's on its way through maybe one or two more committee stops to where it, then it gets on the Senate floor and the House floor for DeSantis to sign it once it passes both of those. It is kind of partisan. We had some Democrats vote against the bill. And so I've been trying to meet with those Democrats and say, hey, you know, you might not want to do this. This isn't what you think it is. It's not just DeSantis being a Republican trying to push something. It's actually, you know, CBDCs are going to be bad for your Democratic constituents too, right? Uh, just because Republicans are in power, authoritarianism is authoritarianism, right? There's a lot of different ways that you could issue CBDCs if, God forbid, the wrong people are in power. You bring back racial profiling, right? And do that to an extreme degree through a centralized currency that you can track, right? And so you don't want that. So trying to just get Democrats on board as well. Not that we need them here in the state of Florida, but we do want everyone to realize that CBDCs are bad for everybody. Well, it's like we also need more support as we go up the food chain too. So Correct. I mean, well, if we can reduce partisanship, I'm all for it. Yeah, I think that's a that's kind of the next step. I mean, partisanship partisanship was created just kind of divide the people that's how it's always been with corporations and lobbyists and you know the last century at this point we've known this is just how america's evolved uh but this moves us into kind of the next topic here now because now when you have a bunch of different states coming out and saying hey we should do gold back you know currencies or bitcoin back currencies whatever commodity backed currency it is it's it's a weird place to be with a whole population freaking out against bricks because this shows us that our monetary and fiscal policies in the united states are Probably not up to par, and now it's making the question the strength of the United States dollar. So BRICS came out, and they announced, uh, well, I guess this is still, hasn't been necessarily confirmed, but there is some multiple articles uh, kind of revolve around the internet that are talking about BRICS launching a Their CBDC. CBDC yeah. uh, this is obviously something that's been in the talks. They've Russia's announced this over a year ago, ago at this point, last March, I believe in 2022. Uh, when we first kind of started to see the term be created. For you guys that don't know, BRICS, uh, a lot of people don't even know about the history of it. This was coined in, I think, 2001 by Jim O'Neill, an economist, uh, where he was talking about BRI. And those nations were going to be Brazil, Russia, India, uh, and sorry, and China. So it was BRIC in general. Uh, just being the next, you know, next biggest economies. And so this, this is just a term that kind of coined over the last two decades at this point, and those countries have came together and kind of opposed the G7 or the United States. Well, 
But what are you guys' thoughts on this? I, I wanna... think I think you made a mistake there. Go ahead. Wearing that purple shirt with the purple lighting. Looks very strange. I just look like Barney, and it's cool, man. So Bricks, I know I know it's a hot topic today, but I do think whatever Bricks do with their CBDC is going to actually make the U.S. government, the federal government, want to issue their own CBDC even more, right? Because they're going to view it as a, I need to stay competitive. And they're going to really have some issues with what we're doing as far as the anti-CBDC stuff goes. And they're going to probably view us as like agents of bricks for not wanting an authoritarian currency, right? I have <laughs> I have a feeling that that Treason. will be coming, right? Uh, seriously, <laughs> because they're going, oh, you're fighting against the dollar. The dollar is what backs our whole economy. So I wouldn't see if that's far off, but it's no coincidence that now the federal government's really feeling the pressure to issue some kind of efficient, more effective, quote unquote, on ramps, on ramps, whatever you want to call Fed now. People say Fed now is not a CBDC. Fed now is the platform for a CBDC. So you still don't want the platform, right? Um, so it, it's going to be interesting, kind of scary, just because BRICS obviously BRICS nations don't necessarily care about democracy. Russia and China do not care about democracy. So they can just go ahead and say, you're using it, right? We're on board. Seeing how the U.S. reacts to that could be nightmare scenario. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I just think it's exaggerated. I think the BRICS kind of narrative is driving a lot of fears, a lot of fear. So it's going to bring a lot of views. It's going to be long of... Uh, it's kind of that next step. You've seen crypto content creators. Remember, crypto was popular two years ago. Now it's popular. All your crypto content creators. I mean, I've been in macros now for two years at this point, but everybody's flooding over into bricks, the downfall of the US dollar, and what's coming next. And I don't know how many you know, XRP conspiracy theory videos oh, I've gotten dude, it blows my, in yeah, the last two days. Do, do XRP people think uh, bricks is going to use XRP? No, they don't even think... I don't understand I XRP a, Maximus a because they prey on the downfall of the dollar and they're like, oh, BRICS is going to take over. But then they're like, well, Ripple and XRP actually be the one world currency. You're like, what are you smoking, dude? Like the actual Whatever they're smoking, I want it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, it's, it's it, you know, about the platform, you really don't want the platform, you know, just biggest right. thing I just saw, I saw a video go viral that had like 1.1 million likes and they're like, China has more GDP or BRICS has more GDP now than the United States. And they they keep pushing BRICS versus the USA, but you have to remember the USA has the G7. So when you take all of the European countries and everybody that's partnered with us, we're at a 45, 50 billion or 50 trillion dollar GDP. We still dwarf them. Our navies are still dwarfing them. And now there's like all the the you know talks of, are they on track to beat us by 2030 and those topics. But so I think it's just something that's gotten out of hand. I think it's obvious that we're seeing deglobalization. We're no longer going to have that manufacturing and being solely reliant on China and cheap products. We're going to start bringing that back to the states. You see the Biden administration actually working, doing a few tiny decent things, which would be actually strengthening our ties with Mexico and Canada and looking at Mexican labor because it's cheaper, it's more cost effective, and it's better than even a lot of Chinese labor. Uh, and so we have manufacturing options on our end. We have oil options on our end. We see the speaking, Willow Project. We speaking all of that. manufacturing options on our end, manufactured yeah. here in New Jersey, guys, you know, the FBI is saying don't use public phone chargers. And, uh, you know, That's crazy. There, could be, there could be malware in them. And, uh, you know, got to protect yourself. And a great way to protect yourself, look, we just found that. We thought it was a cool story, is with an Arculus card here in here, here in, uh, made here in the States. It's it's like a personal story, too. Like, for people that are at airports, like, you have these charging stations that you just, even if your phone's dying, and I know you crave that attention on your phone, but, like, these charging ports could be completely attached to some hacker that's going to get your information off your device. That's why you always bring a battery pack, and you always have an Arculus card to pay for one with it. You know what I'm saying, guys? A little crypto crypto ninja action here. 
you know, when it comes to when it comes to like self custody, we talk about it a lot on this show. Um, I gotta I gotta come back and just be like, hey man, there really is no easier solution. Uh, it's 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 by far I think my best easiest choice. We're about to go to Miami for you know a week, and I'm bringing my Oculus card down because hey, what other what other hardware wallet can I slip right in with my other cards? It's nondescript. We can bring it anywhere, and I'll be at a Bitcoin conference. I'll be sending and receiving crypto that whole week, and I'm not I'm not about to sit there and bring my laptop out. I actually literally had to do that um, when I bought an NFT back in the day there. Can you believe that? What were what 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 times was I living in? Get yourself an Oculus card, save the hassle, get Oculus.com code night twenty. Yeah, so moving on to kind of one of the bigger topics. I, I know bricks is a huge topic, but I think people are kind of tired of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so true. you know, but we'll be talking about that a lot on our show. If you guys haven't watched our previous shows, definitely check it out. And I did want to shout out really quick uh for the Satoshi Action Fund. We did interview those guys that are working hard against those bills. Uh, being passed in Arkansas for the Bitcoin Mining Act uh, and just the right to mining. Uh, so if you guys want to check out that, that will be in the link in the bio. Make sure you guys subscribe, turn on those post notifications so you stop missing out on these wonderful interviews. Uh, but what's something amazing, something amazing, a little bit of good in this world. We can finally be a little bit optimistic. People are waking the hell up um, and actually standing up for really strong reform. Uh, this is going off the pensions in France right now, but what France is doing uh, this is a lot more to it than it's more just, than just pensions. It's Let's more than just pensions. Like, a lot more than just pensions. You know, and it's funny because the media isn't covering any of this. I've not heard one uh, mainstream cable news network so cover. They this. did. BlackRock obviously got stormed. If you guys don't know, we'll put in the link for you guys to go watch. But go check out what's being ha or happening here. They stormed the headquarters uh, of BlackRock in France, and uh, CNN and these media companies that are owned by BlackRock. After all the protests and what they're screaming on the streets and what they're advocating for and what these these uh, why it started in the article, they like after saying everything that's going on, they go, yeah, BlackRock did not do this. They're not a part of the reform in the pension funds and like everything that's taking place from the uh, taking advantage of workers on a global scale. Like they wrote a little article on that to like try to get them away. And you're like, OK, well, who owns CNN? And then like you can go break this down. It's I mean, it's it's night and day like if you actually just do a little bit of research it's all because of them uh, where we're at today with these these workers well it's like no one's covering the mainstream news isn't covering the real reason they're saying oh it's it's just because of the it's just french people being french you know they're protesting again <laughs> they do this every two years. but it's a lot more than that i mean the, the french people have had a history of you know rebelling against uh the powers that be since marie antoinette and i mean like i'm not gonna lie Hits may stink, but at least they stink with the smell of freedom. Uh, Americans could learn a thing or two from the French people, because let me tell you something. If Americans did that, we could bring this country to its knees in a day. Very cool. Thank you, Lucas. <laughs> Just saying, I, as someone who, Bro, dark, man. As someone wanna, who, let's take down the picking. Tell me, yeah. you think they're protesting them more about pension reform? What else are they protesting? I think it's more than that. You don't storm BlackRock headquarters because of you. No, it's just about the advantage of the just the, the working class. So you also have to understand BlackRock's an American company, right? So they view uh, the cool. politics in France has in France has always been. Like, yeah, we saved them in World War II, but they were like, great, now we're owned by the Americans. And they're not big fans of American capitalist corporations. It's not even that, it's not even that, like, we're seeing people as Americans or French. It's really, I mean, <laughs> BlackRock sees us all as, like, cattle. That's how BlackRock sees us. But the, the French view BlackRock as just kind of American imperialism, right? And so they're saying, we don't want, it's kind of anti-Americanism. 
which is fine from their perspective. I mean, off of this protest, by the way, China just, uh, Macron just flew to China and Macron made a speech saying we need to become less reliant on the US. Here you go. This was just a couple of days ago. What? I'll go for it. Finish that. Sorry. No, I'm done. Oh, so uh, this is straight from one of the people that are like behind the protest itself. Uh, but pretty much the rioting, the rioting inside the Paris HQ of BlackRock, no less because BlackRock administers the country's pensions programs. But BlackRock has been heavily invested in commercial real estate ventures that were identified as far back as 2010. Um, as rotten and riddled with the same CDO bomb. So we're going back to like pretty much for our, our 2008 issues that brought down the U.S. housing market in 2008. Now those commercial CDOs are in trouble around the world and the company has responded by loading them into French pensioners. Uh, retirement so that when they collapse and they will the pensions will be wiped out to float BlackRock, uh, BlackRock through so they'll make money off the collapse of their system so they're embedding with all of these all these workers all of the retirements are embedded with uh, the same CDOs and issues that we had just less than just over a decade ago and so and Macron now, let this happen yeah so let's go on the Macron so the rioters are pissed at Macron because he a banker himself to start with seized special powers under the French Constitution last month and this is why they started protesting and promptly ramped home the legislation that rages the pension age by two years without any vote. So the French people are being told that after a lifetime of work, they can't retire yet. And when they do, they're going to lose it all anyway, just to keep Macron's banker buddies rich. So what's interesting is, though, even even though France has a parliament, the French president is incredibly powerful. He's probably one of the most powerful figures um, in any parliamentary style government in Europe. So it's one thing to keep in mind, like what he did, he had authority to do, or he just says, I don't need votes for that. Uh, and a lot of people forget that, how powerful, that's why French uh, elections, I'm, is he the French presidential elections? I want to make sure uh, that he's not the prime minister. I'm pretty sure he's French president, um, are so important, right? And almost as contested as like US presidential elections. So I wonder how to affect his next election, but obviously the economy is going to be a big factor in that. So if it collapses by the time he's up for re-election, it might look bad for him. Yeah, I mean, it goes to show you what's happening with, like, in America. And this is why, you know, our pensions and our, our Medicare, this Social Security, all these things are looking to run out of funding within the next decade. I mean, we're talking by 2030, 2036. Uh, those funds dry up. And, you know, this was all created by kind of the, the baby boomers and their pensions in the working class through the 70s and 80s that had good retirements and everything. And after it was all under Johnson. Yeah. And well, and yeah, and all of it has led up to is a massive debt crisis, a massive debt bubble that we cannot pay off. And what do you get? You get more money printing. You get now in France, what they're doing is they're embedding it into their workers' pensions. So that way the bankers can survive just a little bit longer. But at the end of the day, this can only you can only kick the can down, you know, so far down the road. And this goes into the changing world order. This goes into the the historian or the historic remarks around the power of a currency and how the downfall of them, because they just embed it, embed it, and embed it. It peaks out and everything slowly fades away. Um, and so it was just kind of one of those. I mean, it's a it's a strong reason, in my opinion, to be like, want to burn it all down. I mean, it's literally you have a banker saying, screw the working class. We're bailing out our rich buddies. And BlackRock's been doing this for decades. They were doing it with ESG. I'm a huge advocate against ESG for this reason because they're telling all of the investors again, the working class, hey, we're going to embed your pension funds, your 401ks, whatever, with uh, ESG, environmental uh, social governance portfolios. 
And it turns out that 95% of Vera, one of the largest contractors or auditors for ESG programs, 95% of the projects they were passing weren't ESG. They were they were carbon negative. And it was just feeding back into the bankers and the elitist pockets. Yep. And uh, that's not being covered. Epstein's not being covered. Uh, we All have right. we have some religious figure making out with children. Let's, that's barely being talked about. Almost disgusting, but <laughs> let's get back on topic, guys. Crypto news of the day. Uh, turns out, by the way, I just uh, checked on Crypto Panic uh, coming out from Pew Research. Two thirds of Americans don't trust crypto after FTX. <laughs> Two thirds of Americans don't trust the dollar. You know what? <laughs> well, that was about Two thirds. One third of Americans trust crypto. Thirty-three percent. That's pretty good. That leads me into my. That leads yeah, me into, That is really good, actually. Yeah, that leads me into the same million? comparison. Yeah. You know, is my money safe? Is the top search in uh, the uh, you know the United States this week? Uh, very interesting. Yeah, it's not, that's it's not crazy. Yeah, is my money say safe? That again. But then they come out and they say, oh, but they don't trust crypto, right? Well, I feel like it's more of a lack of education. Hold up, can we do a live test here? I'm gonna do this. So this is the top search. It fills it in. I want to see what. Yeah, I want to see what Google says. Is my in. money safe uh is that the that is all yeah, it was right my yeah. money safe who <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so you go on google it's highlighted mind you on google um i will screenshot this and send it jacob to throw up on the screen but Isn't propaganda awesome yeah this is straight propaganda yes if your money is in a u.s bank insured by the fdic and you have less than two hundred fifty thousand dollars there if the bank fails you'll get your money back um so is it's my money safe money i i mean that that's so what about if you have more than two? By the way, who Google's that? Who just that's such a boomer thing to Google. Is my money safe? Please. Not everybody, man. Please, I mean, Oracle. <laughs> I, I've been speaking to my friends and like, dude, this Are they 20, 20, 25, 30 year olds, they're like, what's the point of working? Like we're gonna be in World War Three. And like th these people are so scared right now. And I blame two things. I blame social media, I blame the you know, just the populism that we've had over the last few years and the, the this I would say the divisiveness we've had between two partisans. It's social media has been, it's been behind a lot of this. If I have kids, I don't, when I have kids, I don't think I'm gonna let them on phones till like 15, excuse my language, but that That's would true. be the one I, you know, it just, you're embedded with all of this stress and it's all propaganda, all propaganda. Um, MetaMask is also launching can you a, guys scroll a, oh, direct, for a direct fiat to crypto on-ramp service. I've actually been using uh, a lot of MetaMask's direct um, you register a credit card or what do you do? Uh, you can do, you can even use Apple pay, bro. It's crazy. Really? There's a lot of different, you can choose from a couple different providers depending on the fees and what you want to buy. It's actually very so useful. MetaMask is really becoming, I mean, they've realized they're like, wait a minute, why are we just not in exchange light? Which is scary though. Are they going to have to do AML KYC? Uh, no, this is the power of this. So yeah. As it soon is as you start accepting and buying, how is MetaMask not an exchange, which means you're going to have to be a money transmitter that accepts AML and yeah, KYC? Yeah, I actually don't know the... Well, you have, to, you have to put in your information and stuff. It's the same... So oh, they are, so yeah, they are asking they for your information well, now. That you can't have an on-ramp without it. I mean, that's so only... So is that a new update? That's, that's only if you yeah. want to buy crypto through some of these third-party services. It's not like you're giving it but directly to them. Did you have so, to upload your driver's license? Yeah, of course. The, it's pow like, the power of this is this is... It's just Still, more accessible. You're not having to. You're not having to use a third-party exchange. I would, yeah, but also MetaMask, in my opinion, is way safer than an exchange. Well, yeah, you're not having to. Exactly, you're not yeah, having I'm to use of the Chrome extension MetaMask. You know. Yeah, so. that that yeah that one. 
don't know. Bring up, how do you upload do your driver's license through the Chrome extension? I haven't used it in a while. Uh, well, I, I did this one on my phone. Oh, so. you didn't know? Uh, back in 2011, Mark Zuckerberg got uh, rights, and all of our IDs are just on the internet. So it's just like face ID. Easy. Yeah. Just <laughs> thank you, thank you, Lizard Zuck. <laughs> just kidding. But no, it's actually very yeah, useful and provides provides a way to uh, you know not have to deal with an exchange. And so a lot of people are starting to turn to that as trust exchange is historically low right now what's the back end of metamask like how do they have the liquidity uh they actually they have a i think they have 12 different uh pools that they look through like on different you know like uniswap sushi swap um a couple are they tied times. into centralized exchanges or is it only kind of the DeFi world only the DeFi world which DeFi. is cool it's that's very it's cool a, yeah it is kind of cool like i saw some that's, that's like thing. a back door for that's like an institution being built on DeFi. Right? yeah it's it's still there's still ways we got to go with it but this is the first step of having this would solve a lot of issues in my opinion of all these stupid exchanges collapsing because it's going to force people to it's not still it's still a warm wallet technically it's not hardware wallet but it's not it, cold Infura storage owns metamask correct yes in 100 which that's a little risky because they were all on amazon aws yeah so it was exactly so you're still running into the security threats and issues but it's still a lot safer than having one centralized power have to manage those keys because those keys are still yours. So MetaMask might be the secret competitor now to Coinbase, right? Because MetaMask adoption is pretty huge. So, I mean, yeah, that's an interesting, like... And Fear is not American, is it? Yeah, I thought it was. Is it? Oh, I thought they were. I actually don't have to research that now a little bit more. I'm pretty sure Infura... We should do deep dive on I that. I think Infura is based out of New York City, um, to be completely honest, but I have to double check. Oh, Interesting. Well, we have some big news today. So we did have Bitcoin break $30,000 today. Finally, uh, after a long time of just sitting at 28, it's actually right now, I have it pulled up. We're first sitting, time in how many years? Or it's been a whole year since it's been, it's been about a year and change. We're at 30187 Bitcoin up 3.5% today, just about Ethereum looking pretty flat at 1900 uh, We've got some of the altcoins up. Looks like the only thing down right now um looks like there's nothing down right now pretty much only it's all thing falling today we're coming off uh we have tomorrow as the cpi report so that will be being released uh with this video today so when you guys see this video it will already be out uh and that's going to be the make or break on these markets so right now it's very interesting so your market update we're going to tie this in for the the crypto market update here um you know are we in a bull run are we in a bear market this topic is at this point repulsive to me i think it's just regurgitating itself uh you know it, look if you're looking at long-term holdings you're looking at bitcoin ethereum some of these blue chip altcoins and you're like hey i truly believe this this thing's gonna be at a hundred thousand a hundred fifty thousand dollars in five six seven years you know that's where you dollar cost average and you have to have the guts to be able to hold through that but the reality of uh the markets is we are looking at a fed pivot probably that's right now being priced into the markets around september and you have to remember with the fed pivot that always leads to a very steep crash in our markets historically over the last 14 whatever how many recessions there's been yep. so you know the road ahead of us is going to be significantly bumpy and that doesn't mean crypto can't pop off or maybe we do see a bore and see money flood over because of fear uncertainty and doubt uh, but what that does tell us is you know we still have rents you still have debts you might have kids in college you might have four kids you might have uh you know car loans you might have whatever it is that you're indebted into yourself understand that these next six to eight months that's what i'm kind of preparing people for is just like hey uh i think things are still gonna get worse before they get better and i have our long-term positions i have my long-term positions on the ledger i'm gonna let that grow uh but i would not believe at all that uh we're up only from here i do believe we can see retracements come back down i'm still expecting low 20s um 
Yeah, well, it's just nice to enjoy it while I'm not jumping out of my chairs yet. Yeah. I know. Is it, is it, is that my problem? Is that I've just, I've been through this so many times. Like, I just, I'm, I'm like numb to the price. I'm like, ah, 30,000. That's going to make me hate myself in two weeks. (laughs) That being being said, you know, hopefully we see that continue. Uh, You know, there may be some short term trade opportunities here with some new trends. Trends, if we uh, can maintain the kind of trading has been awesome, actually. Any kind of positive momentum. Been killing in the Discord. Um, let's uh, let's wrap it up here with a couple announcements, guys. Um, if you guys haven't been aware, we're actually traveling soon during um my my the Miami Bitcoin Week, uh, to to uh, go hang out with uh, some cool folks down there at the ICP Community Conference. So, if you guys want to hear more about that, we're gonna roll a clip here at the end of the podcast, as well as uh, exclusive discount codes for both Bitcoin Miami and uh, the ICP Community Conference. And if you guys want to come hang out with us, we'll be we'll be chilling at the Hard Rock, man. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah, we'll be at the Hard Rock, and then we'll be actually really close to the convention center uh, in Miami. But we're gonna be doing the content the whole time. So if you want to be in some videos, we'll be doing some really cool we'll stuff. We'll be doing some giveaways, man. But anyway, uh, that, the video the video the breaks it down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that being said, though, uh, let us know in the comments. You know what what uh, what meat you'd like to see us compete with in the grill off, Kryptonites uh, uh, versus ICP might be an interesting. Might be an interesting time. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us today here at the night show. Roll that clip. What's up, guys? Blockchain Boy here. Just wanted to let y'all know that the Kryptonite gang is hitting the road this May for some really exciting conferences in Miami, Florida. If you've ever wanted to, you know, get to meet us, see what we're like off camera, what my editors don't cut for my podcasts, or or if you guys actually want to be in a video with us, not just behind the scenes. Me and Blockchain Boy have a ton of new content we're gonna be rolling out that is specifically for the community so we'll see you guys down in miami yeah that can include some epic prizes giveaways not only crypto but you could win an arculus card as well as some other exciting stuff uh, now there's two conferences we're going to be at and they are back to back may 16th and 17th right after my birthday at the hard rock hotel in miami florida of course the icp community conference you guys know it's a project i'm super passionate about josh is super passionate about we're going to be speaking there for about an hour as well as hanging out both days tickets are available for 149 dollars only with code kryptonite check it out today at the link in the description below if you're someone that either wants to just learn about crypto or maybe you have some expertise and you guys want to start taking that next step initiative to coming and joining the web3 community in space this is where you guys want to go you want to talk to the smaller projects the bigger projects not to mention we are also partnered with the bitcoin conference aka bitcoin 2023 and you want to really get an idea of what you know bitcoiners are like in person there's no better conference than bitcoin i've been going to these conferences for many many years and it's been wonderful to see them grow over the years if you want to get 10 percent off a ticket to bitcoin 2023 check in the description below and use code kryptonite again these two conferences are right after each other so the icp event is the may 16th and 17th bitcoin miami aka bitcoin 2023 is may 18th through the 20th we're going to be there that entire week filming content and i'm really looking forward to getting to meet some of you in person i know we have a lot of web3 friends that we want to connect with so i hope to see you guys there check out one or both of the conferences Um, I'm sure they're both going to be a blast, but either way, we'll see you guys in Miami.